The Knotts Company welcomes you back to Focus on Automation, where we explore and celebrate advances that empower manufacturing. Welcome back to Focus on Automation, sponsored by The Knotts Company. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. And today we have a guest with a uniquely broad perspective on the manufacturing industry, not only its current state, but at least in my opinion, more importantly, where it's all headed. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Rob Stramara. He's the Chief Operating Officer of the New Jersey Manufacturing Extension Program, NJMEP. Rob, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Todd. Thanks for having me. Just delighted that you were able to take the time out, Rob. Hey, to get us started off here, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be at NJMEP. Sure. I started my career, I have a, I have a degree in engineering and I, I've been involved in manufacturing in uh, many different positions over the course of my, of my career. I got my start in engineering, worked my way up through to project management, engineering management, and actually operations and general management later on in my career. Before I came to NJMEP six years ago, I was the general manager at ThinkPath Engineering. Prior to that, ThinkPath was bought uh, the Multitech Group, which was owned by our CEO at NJMEP, John Kennedy. So we were engineering services or organization, very similar to what we do here at NJMEP. Well, while you're on that train of thought, tell us, give us a, an overview of NJMEP and what you're all about, what kind of services you provide. NJMEP, the Manufacturing Extension Program, we've been around for 26 years now. And our focus is to work with manufacturers and help them with their business. We're also advocates for manufacturers. We're a voice. We partner with academic universities and the county colleges, business organizations, the state and federal government, all with a focus on manufacturing. We work under a cooperative agreement nationally with NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. We are a national network, so there is an MEP center in every state in Puerto Rico. We all have the same mission and focus is to work with and and help manufacturers. Well, that's interesting, that national perspective that you obviously have. I, I lived myself in New Jersey for over a decade, so I'm, I'm familiar with the state. But frankly, when I think of manufacturing meccas, I don't necessarily think of New Jersey in my top five. Talk a little bit about just the state of manufacturing currently in New Jersey. What's, what's going on there? So, Todd, that's a, that's a common perception as far as the, the manufacturing climate here in New Jersey. Most people are surprised to hear that there are 11,000 manufacturing companies here in New Jersey. I never would have guessed there were that many. Yes, yes, there are. And, you know, the profile of these companies are, are typically on the small side. The, the headcount of these companies are, it's 34 employees. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of them and they do a lot of important and exciting things as, as far as, uh, as the products that they produce here. Rob, I wanted to get your perspective on this whole industry 4.0 thing. And so, but I want to make it a two-part question. Give us a, an overview of what that is and what that's all about. And then focus in on how a smaller company works within that framework. A lot of times you get one of these big ambitious 
I'll call it projects for lack of a better term, that the smaller companies sometimes tend to shy away from that. So talk about Industry 4.0 a little bit and how these typically smaller companies in New Jersey are working within that framework. So before I get into the specifics of Industry 4.0, I guess let me say that the common challenge of most manufacturers in the state of New Jersey is, is workforce related. Why should, why should New Jersey be any different than the rest of the country? <laughs> and and it, is, it, it is a national. It's not just us here in New Jersey. It's, it's, a, it's across the country. So the, what we hear with our con, uh, conversations with businesses here is, is, you know, have a hard time finding good people, having a hard time finding people with the right skills to do the jobs that we need here. So... Here at NJMEP, we look at it, you know, we can look at the workforce challenges two ways. There's the people side of things where we're addressing that with an apprenticeship program that we've been working on. We've been been engaged with companies over the last year or so. We've been working and developing it prior to that. And basically what the apprenticeship program does is uh, these are employees within these manufacturing companies. They come to us and they participate in in technical instruction, foundational learning with a focus on manufacturing. So they touch on subjects such as safety, quality, process, blueprint reading, shop math, and so forth. And at at the end of this year and a half long apprenticeship program, they have foundational skills to have the option to to move their career in different ways. They can go to a county college, they can go on to a university, or they can, they can just stay, stay put within the organization and just work within on their technical skills. So that's the people side of thing. Industry 4.0 can help these companies on the technical side. I think we should maybe start with what is Industry 4.0? We hear these catchy terms and we don't necessarily know what they are, but... Yeah, or it may mean different things to different people. Sure. And, and basically, there's the way we define it here at MEP is it's different areas of technology that can be utilized within a manufacturing company that can help them with efficiency, profitability, and so forth, and to a certain extent, address the workforce issues. So 4.0, some of the components are automation, robotics. Along with that comes cybersecurity. There's different uh, smart manufacturing technologies that utilize sensors data analytics, different software packages that work enterprise-wise within these companies. These are higher level technologies that can be utilized to, to move these companies forward and help them grow. You know, I'm wondering, Rob, about a connection between those two general things you talked about, and that is the Industry 4.0 and then the apprenticeships. On the one hand, and I think particularly if I'm a small manufacturer with, as you said, 30, 35 people, on the one hand, I've got to be extremely careful with who I hire because one person is a significant percentage of my whole workforce. So I'm a little, I might be a little bit leery of having a young person in an apprenticeship program. Yet when I think of 
some of the technology you mentioned, the sensors and smart manufacturing and cybersecurity and, uh, and things like that. Are there is a possibility that some of these young folks might actually have an extremely high degree of knowledge with some of the newer, higher tech. Is that the case? Talk a little bit about how, how the apprenticeship program is working out, out there on the ground. So it is working quite well. We have a number of apprentices that they basically work within the company. They get on-the-job training specific to the company that they're, they're working on. And then they come to us for classroom training, two days a month or so that we teach them specific topics that are pertinent to all manufacturing companies. And I had mentioned a few few earlier, safety is paramount, quality is it is important, the process and so forth. And along the way, they're, they're getting personally, they're receiving certifications that they can carry with them throughout their career. So really is a, um, it's a benefit to the companies that they are working for. And at the same time too, it's sort of a grassroots program that is building up skills with, within the whole manufacturing sector. Could you talk us through an, a specific example of how, how one of these apprenticeships has worked out? I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but it, it would just be interesting to, to walk through a specific example. Well, you know, so we populate a, what we call a cohort, and typically it's about 15 students or apprentices in the program, and it's, it's one or two individuals from different companies. So we're, we're talking about six or seven different companies participating in a cohort. So these individuals get trained, you know, within the company and within the classroom and what we're hearing from our manufacturers who are participating is that they're seeing the benefit. They're seeing uh, an eagerness of these employees. So they're, they're developing a level of confidence based on what they're, they're learning here. At the end of the day, it's beneficial to, to the company. They have a skilled and productive worker that they wouldn't have had if they didn't participate in our apprenticeship program. From your perspective, Rob, how quickly and how effectively are the Industry 4.0 concepts getting implemented and, and so, starting to provide some return? So I would say today it's slow. Part of the reason for that is the, the education and the knowledge and understanding of what technology is available and how it can help you. At the same time, too, this is a lot of cases it's it's equipment so there's there's an investment in purchasing this equipment and what's most important to to these businesses is they have to have an understanding of what the return on investment is for purchasing some some sort of new technology that's our job our job is to go out there and let these companies know what's available to them how it can help their, their company, and what they can expect as far as a return on investment is concerned. How do you approach that? I guess I'd, I'd like to dig into it, you know, another level of, 
of detail on that. If, if I'm the owner of a small manufacturer and I'm looking, and intellectually, let's say, I get it. Industry 4.0 makes all the sense in the world. I'm obviously not going to implement the whole shoot and match all at once. That's crazy and impossible both, I guess. I mean, just talk through how would you work with an individual manufacturing company to sort out what aspect to get started with and then and then how do you be, take those first steps toward implementing you know a robot or a security system or whatever it might be it's going going to depend on the on the process of how these businesses work to put their put together their their product so let, let's talk about a business utilizing a, a robot within their process the robot is not necessarily replacing a, an individual what it's doing is it's allowing one of the frontline workers to take part in a in a higher value procedure than what the robot is doing it sounds like you're talking about you know eliminating the the so-called dumb dirty dangerous aspects of the job with a robot frankly to me that's a really appealing component of this whole industry 4.0 thing it doesn't surprise me that you're using robots as your example yeah, absolutely. There's there's uh, there's a lot of different benefits. You 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 mentioned safety, and then there's there's also speed and accuracy that goes along with it. And this allows frontline workers to take part in some of the higher level or higher skilled uh, functions within the process. Let's tie that back. You mentioned the return on investment thing a little bit earlier. What kind of returns are you seeing, say, say specifically from a, an implementation of robotics? That depends on it as well. But say a uh, $50,000 investment in a, in a robot, you could see a return on that investment within uh, six months to a year, typically. I've heard those timeframes before, and it's still, my, my jaw still drops. I mean, it, it almost sounds like it's, a, it's bordering on a no-brainer kind of investment. I know better than to say that, but it does seem like, like a robotic application particularly is something that can very easily be justified and implemented quickly. Well, and that's why it's so important to, to, to get the word out and to educate our manufacturing companies what's available, what's out there, what the capabilities are, and the effect that it can have on their business and to their benefit. That's where we're at now. We, we need to get out there and, and spread the word so that these business owners can make educated decisions as far as, as making that investment in, in new technologies. How are you spreading that word? Is it educational seminar type things? Is it more PR related? Is it, or is it all of the above? It is all of the above. So we have a field staff that, that's out meeting with manufacturers uh, every, every day. That's their job to meet, develop relationships and to assess these companies and, and to pro provide solutions to them, to their business challenges. So there's sort of that one-on-one -on -one education. We also offer workshops, informational workshops, where companies can come in and put forth a informational seminar so that everybody can, uh, can spend a couple of hours in a, in a single day and, and, and walk away with, with information that can help them. Are, are there examples, are there segments of, of specific industries that are doing a better job or at least a quicker job of getting all this technology implemented? I know biopharma is a big 
thing in Jersey. Is, is that an example of, of one industry that's leading this thing? Or what, what is the industry that's kind of moving ahead in so this slowly it, implemented thing? Yeah, it's, it, it, it really is across the board. And, and again, it, it depends upon the business. It, it depends upon the product that they're developing and the certain technology, whether it be automation that makes sense, whether it's robotics that makes sense, or, or just, some, just some sensors within the, within the organization. It's um, a little bit of everything across the board. If I gave you a magic wand or, or granted you one wish, what's the one thing that you'd like to see New Jersey manufacturers in general, what, what would you like to see them do next that's going to give them the, the greatest return? We're strong, 11,000 companies. We're, we're probably around 350,000 employees within the manufacturing sector. I would like to see more businesses come here. That's number one. Number two, well, you know, so we've got a large manufacturing base here and we want to keep them here and we want them to grow. So how about you grant me two wishes? I'll grant you two wishes. You got it. <laughs> you, worked, you worked hard enough in 2019, so we'll, we'll give you that <laughs> to kick off 2020 correctly. Rob, we're running short on time here, but before I let you go, I want to make sure that folks out there know how to get, get a hold of you and better yet, how to take advantage of what NJMEP has to offer. How do they get information on you guys? You know, easy is, is our website, njmep.org. And personally, they can reach my contact information is there. There's different ways that they can request information from our website. Best way is get in touch with me personally. My, my email address is rstromara at njmep.org. I love it when somebody's confident enough to say, get a hold of me and I'll help you out. <laughs> Rob Stromara, COO of the New Jersey Manufacturing Extension Program. Hey, thanks for taking the time out this afternoon to share some of your thoughts and insights. Again, thanks for having me, Todd. Appreciate it. That wraps today's episode. On behalf of my guest, Rob Stromera, and our sponsor, The Knots Company, I'm Todd Youngblood. Talk to you again soon.